Welcome to Beach Station, episode 11. Thanks for joining us for another week. Here we are. I'm Oscar. Andrew. And we're going to get right into it. This week, uh, Andrew is stuck out on our endless star voyage, My changing the seals on the airlocks. is busy. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a busy we, little boy. So, full disclosure, this week we decided that we'd watch some movies that Andrew we. could... <laughs> we. <laughs> it was decided from on high that the movies to be discussed this week could be ones that perhaps we might be able to do when... Half of the co-hosts haven't watched them recently. I've um, <laughs> so we talked about yep. how you've been in childcare. You worked in childcare for a couple of years, and so there's <laughs> I've a been certain. In child care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked. Uh, I did. I had a childcare job. Yes. Yeah. As and an so, adult, and so there's a certain number of sort of children's films that you've seen an unbelievable number of times. It's just a. <laughs> it, every time I watch them now, it's like I am Alex from A Clockwork Orange, where I my eyes are pried open with like, <laughs> wires, and I just feel like it's it's like <laughs> every time I see these films. Yes, I've watched them a lot of times, too many times. And so this week we've selected two that you think because I think it was interesting. You were saying how. Um, uh, there are some kids' films when you had to decide what movie the kids were going to watch. Sometimes you'd have a vote. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd be like, hey, let's not have a vote. Let's just yeah, we'd just whisper film. among ourselves as adults, like, and you'd like put on... the Stalinist party yeah. and just go, <laughs> no, no, we know best for them. <laughs> so the films we've de- decided to discuss this week. Yeah. So we thought Shrek would be yeah. a good one. Um, um, uh, an obscure one that maybe <laughs> some other people wouldn't have seen. Um, I think it's fair to say, even if you haven't worked in child... For the for the small minority of our listeners that haven't worked in childcare for several years, I think Shrek is also a film that, like, when we were back in primary school, it was the, like, the one DVD everyone had. Oh, right? yeah. So, like, if you had, like, Absolutely. an end of, like, an end of term thing in primary school where, like, you weren't going to have any classes, you'd yeah. just sit down in the fucking hall and watch The Princess... It was, for me, it was The Princess Bride. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Shrek. Yeah, we talked and about so, that before. For yeah, you, it yeah. Was Princess Bride, yeah. <laughs> so we've all seen Shrek like yep. eight times. But yep. you specifically have seen it a lot. I estimate that I've watched this movie at least 15 times. <laughs> oh, my God. Just a, just a fucking silly number of times. <laughs> and so we thought, what's another film that came out about the same time as Shrek that's like an animated kids film? That might be a good point of comparison. Mm. And the other film we chose was... So we went with Atlantis. Yeah. Um, and we thought it would be good to do a kind of like DreamWorks Disney comparison point. And right. seeing where the two major animation studios of the day were at in sunny 2001 when they both came out. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely think that it's a great point of comparison from a variety of reasons. Mm. They have tremendously different, even though they're both kids' films, they have wildly different styles. Even in, I was talking specifically in terms of maybe like plots and writing styles, but also mm. the animation is yeah, yeah, hugely yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a, it's, it's a really cool little way, as you said, of viewing, because I think DreamWorks at the time has, was only just starting as a studio. Yeah. I think um, yeah. the book... Shrek was based on Shrek is I didn't even know Shrek is based on a picture book that Steven Spielberg apparently bought the rights to like back in 1990 or something right when he was starting up DreamWorks I yeah, didn't even know that and that was going to be like the first film they were going to do and they ended up not doing that they did something else and a couple of films later in 2001 they returned and did Shrek so it's one of the first films really that DreamWorks has done um, Disney of course has is is, is a main st- <laughs> let me explain Disney. to all of you Disney yeah. Disney you of course heard of Disney I mean I think I think Snow White came out in fucking 1930 or something and so they've been uh, doing yeah it was a, I think it was a silly yeah. a silly long time ago uh, and so Disney have been 
doing it for a tremendously long They've time. They've just been and cranking I think... shit out for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I even in terms been of cranking shit out for hundred years, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen Song of the South, oh boy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nelly, that's oh, a sketchy oh, film. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're listening to Beef Station up late. I don't know if you can tell, but this is the latest that we've ever recorded oh. a Beef Station episode. You're in for a wild and ride. Unaffiliate our <laughs> <laughs> brand with this. <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned to you off air a couple people that I would have loved if I if I could write down on paper a list of people that I would never want to ever discover that we <laughs> yeah. have a Beef Station so podcast. This is falling into our hands. A couple of oh those man, people. like <laughs> number two or three on this list has been like. So Oscar, what's uh? What's beef station? And I'm sort of frozen, <laughs> like uh, like a thief stealing away <laughs> in the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some sort of C- MI6 agent that's just been asked about their deep cover, yeah, and they're you're like, "You're about to steal all the shit," and all the lights you. turn on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's not what me, it's not what it looks like. Tell me about beef station. Um, so, so that's <laughs> does so the that's words my beef station mean anything to you? <laughs> so uh, sorry, listeners, but we're going to be covering children's films from now until the end of time. And no swears. There will be no more swears. <laughs> no uh, swears. We're not going to talk about cum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So get all your cum out of the way. Listen, this, we're going to give you a good eight minutes now. <laughs> Sit back. Get it out of your system. Uh, uh. <laughs> Moving right on, much less than eight <laughs> minutes time. <laughs> really, less less than eight minutes, huh? Uh, should we start with uh, Shrekero then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, oh, before we do, two thousand and one, yeah. uh, an important a space odyssey? year, an oh. important year, a space odyssey, and an important year. George W. was sworn in as forty third president of the United States. Okay, so if we're about to if we're about to summarize major events of two thousand and one, and it fucking happens again, I only have one more. Bungie and Microsoft <laughs> Studios released Halo 1. <laughs> Combat Evolved. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Strokes debut album, Is This It, came out in 2001. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Fun fact about it, Is This It. They had all their tracks ready to go and they'd recorded everything. And they were going to go and for they were I think like, it. Was is this it? <laughs> 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 and they were like, oh my God, Albert, you've got it. Um, like, no, that wasn't it. The only thing we had left to do was come up with the album name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They decided on a little track seven or track eight that was going to be called New York City Cops, singing about how New York City Cops ain't too smart. And then a little old, little old Monday morning activity, 9-11 happened. Now, see, I went out of my <laughs> way. <laughs> I went out of my way. <laughs> Not to bring up 9-11. <laughs> for the 11th time in a row on this podcast. And we've only had 10 episodes. And you fucked it up. So that's impressive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest intro we've ever done. We're going to cut this. <laughs> no, this, no this, is, this is all staying in. Anyway. <laughs> right, um, so, so Shrek, a film that needs no introduction, but yeah. here we go anyway. I feel like we've done a number of iconic films already, and then been like, for those of you who haven't seen Star Wars, there's yeah. this little old fella named Luke Skywalker, we're going to do it. I think if you haven't seen Shrek, I <laughs> want are... to talk to you and ask you how you managed to avoid it. <laughs> Which Where small Eastern living? European country oh, did you grow up in? They've even got, you know that... Like, you reckon this Shrek are like Lithuanian? Yeah, like Estonian. It's uh, Kids growing up there have been like, oh, like can we not watch not Shrek? Shrek? Again. <laughs> so it's um Shrek, uh, big old green ogre, lives in his swamp by himself. 
Groger. Shrek the Groger lives in his big old green swamp, his bogs. That's an acronym that doesn't have to stay in the <laughs> final edit. What is happening to you? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, big old green swamp. Big old green oh swamp. Oh, my God. Okay. Bogs. Yeah, bogs. bogs. Oh! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Shrek lives in a swamp. And there's this, there's this, 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 this king. <laughs> there's rounding up all the fairy tale creatures. So it's this kind of land. There's a lord named Did I? Lord Farquaad. <laughs> okay, fine. I already fucked up. I thought that was his first name. King Lord Farquaad? Yeah, L-O-R-D-E Farquaad. <laughs> yes! That's yeah. a Saturday Night Live skit waiting to happen. Yeah, and that's what the song Royals is about. <laughs> Never be royal. Yeah, except he is a lord, so technically. <laughs> so, Shrek lives in a fucking swamp. I don't know. I, th- I feel like I started explaining the plot to Shrek as a meme, and now I have this like desire to finish it. Oh, lord God, Farquaad I don't think we is need rounding to, up all the fairy tale creatures that live in this fictional land. They all get sent to Shrek's swamp. They, yeah. Shrek's like, hey, what the fuck? I want my swamp back. And the king's like, if you go get this princess for me from this tall tower in the middle of fucking nowhere, bring her back, you get your swamp back. So, once again, it's a film that rolls back to sort of bureaucracy, and in this case, real estate <laughs> Colonization. Yeah. <laughs> deeds deeds yeah, to real estate. Both of these films are actually about colonization. <laughs> We're going to do a deep fucking dive on oh. Shrek here, by the way. I don't, I don't know if... Uh, Shrek any- as a colonial narrative, <laughs> part know, one. I don't know if any of it there are surprised, but Andrew has some, uh, <laughs> some deep-seated colonialist interpretations of both Shrek and Atlantis the Lost I have Empire. deep-seated anti-colonialist interpretations of every <laughs> single thing that I ever watch. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so Shrek, not so it's a, a film fairy I... tale story. Yeah. At its, at or, its heart. And it, it, it's one of those kind of like aggregate things where it doesn't really, it's not one fairy tale story. It's just like all the, of them. The three little pigs. I think because there's all these little side characters like the big bad wolf. It's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? And like, and like uh, the German. I'm not the big bad wolf. <laughs> the German three little pigs. I had yeah. all these little quotes written out, but I can't find them anymore. Oh, uh, you've seen the movie. You know them. Yeah. Um, uh, there's like Pinocchio's in it. All these ranging. Yeah, very broad ranging. A bizarre sort yeah. of mishmash. There's of like fairy Grimm's tale Brothers characters. ones. There's Disney. Um, yeah. Is there Disney? Oh, there's. I guess there's the Princess in Distress, like St. George kind of deal. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it takes Which from Which Disney's been of... doing since like 1698. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Walt Disney <laughs> specifically. I read a fact, an actually. I read. Who am I kidding? I listened to a podcast where they went <laughs> over a fact. And they were talking about how like a good way to, to gauge how long because you know how if it's like oh if you've had a song for 50 years it goes out of the public domain or whatever with like media and characters and things and brands and trademarks so I was saying a good way to gauge like how long you can have a trademark for if you can never remember like whether it's 50 years or 60 years is like um, <laughs> just to look at how old Mickey Mouse is because Disney always keeps pushing it forward another five years so I think originally it was going to be like 50 and then as soon as Mickey Mouse was pushing being 50 years old um, Disney campaign whatever fucking congress it was back in like the 70s or the 60s yeah, or yeah, something yeah. and got it extended and extended Reagan. and extended and so now it's like you know oh you can have a character that's yours legally for 80 years and it's like suspiciously that's about how old the fucking yeah. mouse oh, uh, is that's just how old Mickey <laughs> is yeah. but I don't think Mickey's been in much shit for a while you know like I, Disney could uh, be holding on to him pretty big highly sought after upcoming title called Kingdom Hearts 3 mate <laughs> I think it's Coming pretty out niche January 2019 yeah 
I don't think I need to hear that. I mean, I mean okay? a Disney, a Disney really holding onto the rights for, King, uh, for Mickey Mouse just so they can keep Kingdom Hearts three, a game that no one believes was I coming out. I anyway. don't know the inner workings of the black box, man. <laughs> all I can tell you is that there are a lot of us that are very. Information goes in, and the mouse comes out. All right, that's all I need to I'm know. I'm eagerly awaiting <laughs> the Shrek level. <laughs> um, so Shrek, yeah, not a film Shrek, I had. Nothing to do with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Shrek, not a film I'd seen in like. 10 years. Yep. In fact, I tried to write down here so I'd remember. I wrote like five cross out. No, that, I was started uni and you have, fuck, it's been like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Haven't seen it in ages. Since the last like school bus trip you went on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I forgot how good Shrek yeah. genuinely is. It's actually a great one. It's a bit of a meme online now, the whole Shrek thing. <laughs> I think Shrek. So, but just as a <laughs> as an aside, so that I could remember what happened, rather yeah. than going and reading the Wikipedia plot synopsis, I watched a meme video <laughs> That's of, right. of Shrek. But every time Shrek takes a step, it gets faster, and got the whole movie in nine minutes. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, it's this scene. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. yeah, he's saving Fiona. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, quite. Quite easily accessible, well known <laughs> by a fair few people online. <laughs> yeah, Become exactly. a big part of online culture. It's, I feel like it's easier to sort of make fun of Shrek. I'd forgotten. It's genuinely such a good movie. I think that's probably part of why it's so popular. Yeah. It's because there are so many kind of memorable <laughs> bits out of it. Exactly. Uh, so I feel like with a lot of our podcasts, we end it or start it or sort of, we either end, start or in the middle of the discussion, talk about like, and if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. I feel like. Most of the people that listen to this are How gonna see it. How the fuck has anyone not seen Shrek? So like, like I don't really because yeah. because we often talk about like what's the, what is the purpose of these discussions we're having on like even like you know who is this for? I really don't know who this no. conversation is for. <laughs> if you haven't seen Shrek, I want to meet you because <laughs> I mean, something's happened. I know we've been begging and bleeding on our hands and knees for anyone to email us, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got one. As we put up on our Facebook page. We did get one. We got, our we first got email. one email. And yep. we said that at, at the beginning of last episode, if you'd like us to cover anything in an episode, let us know. Drop us a line. Beefstationpod yeah. at gmail.com. That's correct. And uh, if you give us a little suggestion for an episode, I think we said like, no matter what it is, we will do it. No, fuck you. I mean, yeah, no matter what it is within like human reason, like <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching fucking Human Centipede or like a Serbian film. <laughs> but any no actual Serbian films. films. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching like a Serbian film. I'm not going to watch an Estonian film. <laughs> I'm not going to put myself through a Hungarian film. <laughs> but if you got films from anywhere else in the world, 100% will watch them no matter what the subject matter. Any American film. <laughs> An American film. Any Australian film. Watch British The Castle. It's like, if you write a in French and suggest film. that we watch The Castle, we'll watch The Castle. <laughs> so, so he's sizzling the fact that we're doing The Castle. <laughs> next week. Oh, we did have a request, but whatever. Getting back to Shrek. I think its popularity is attributable to its quality. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that was a dumb statement. (laughs) I mean, mean, okay, fine. No, you're right. But like, I mean, it's not in in the so shit it's been made into a meme category. It's in the so, it's like the Simpsons. It's like so influential that it's People just everywhere. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. for example, so the reason why I'm sort of I'm reminded of its age so much is the film Shrek starts with All Star, and it's like a Boy. compilation of Shrek living his reliving his life and loving it to All Star. Yep. And I was like, man, this must be the the first and last non-ironic use of All Star yep. in visual 100%. media. Yeah, because you're like, you know, hey, this uh, made an and like, yeah! destroyed Smash Mouth's <laughs> career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Smash Mouth might have been a legitimate band for this, and they were nothing but a meme. Absolutely. After this, yep. after after the first five minutes, yeah, 
Yeah. A big dumb green ogre dancing in Smashville. <laughs> like covering himself in mud. There was so much shit I'd forgotten that I love from this movie. Like, God, I love Donkey. I feel like in my head, my impression of Donkey was like Shrek's impression of Donkey. was like, fuck, he's annoying. But nah, no, Donkey's the one best. One of Eddie Murphy's greatest character portrayals. Donkey's running around singing fucking Willie Nelson and Otis Redding. So if one- <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned that fondly to me before the show, and I just can't help but feel like that's not why he's popular with most people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not even. I feel like, I mean, I just, he's a varied character. And ultimately, I think Donkey's the wisest character in the film. He's just that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, I know you're right, but shut up. Yeah, oh. Definitely. Um, it's the glue that binds the other two characters together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found my, my, my German three little pigs three little pigs quote. You ready? Go for he it. He hoofed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. Nice. <laughs> that was pretty good. Nice. It? Yeah, that was I've actually pretty good. Practicing that in the If you go back and watch the film and put that side by side, you could probably dub that onto <laughs> onto the pig's line. <laughs> pretty great. This there are so be- many, like, like I just, one of the few bits that I was watching in the video before yeah. it got too fast to understand was, <laughs> <laughs> was like, the There's bit where... There's a bit where, where Shrek starts taking a lot of steps and it gets <laughs> pretty boy, fast. is the pacing of this film off. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's the scene where like Donkey is being uh, sold by the old woman to. Yeah. But I really want to know how the old woman got to be in possession of Donkey. <laughs> yeah, the Donkey Donkey. And it, could, I honestly could he thought talk for his entire life, or been, like, was, did something happen to him and he could talk? Because I never get filled in. So like Shrek Four. No, I mean I haven't seen Shrek Four, but I, I was I've seen say, all of them. I honestly, <laughs> of course, yeah, like fifteen times too. Yeah. I honestly thought like because there's been like Shrek Two and Shrek Four. And Shrek three, <laughs> and I, I um the addition of the DVD that I watched is Shrek plus Shrek three D. The story the continues edition. with an Came all with new three D Shrek glasses. adventure. This film um, is so old that it comes with the blue, blue and, and red three D yeah. glasses. My point is, my point is, there's a straight to DVD three D featurette featuring Shrek and Donkey. I've that we haven't that. even seen. There are so many stories. I've watched that. I, I haven't independently and of my own volition <laughs> in my own home. I've watched that. I mean, I would. I didn't want to watch it only because I was worried that the text so old school that Shrek would just look fucking purple and give me like Thanos he nightmares. Does. He does. Oh <laughs> man. Oh, I'm sorry, Callum. I feel like two 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 weeks ago we criticized Callum for burping in what turned out to be very off mic. I just burped yeah. right into the yeah. mic. And <laughs> listeners, I can only say I respect you. I <laughs> value you, but I will not. Cease burping in your ear. <laughs> this one's a bit of a loose one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it is. Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? <laughs> Shrek, big green ogre. So he's. A- oh, I was gonna say there are so many like uh, quotable or like not not quotable because quoting movies is embarrassing, but uh, just so many like little memorable voice lines in this. Little like, lines you can say to yourself later and chuckle. Yeah, but not to a group or any other person. <laughs> just at home. Just to, to yourself. Like, yeah. Hoofed and <laughs> yeah, those kind of lines. There's, so most of, so um, I don't want to give you a peek behind the curtain, listeners, but we often take little notes while we're watching these <laughs> movies. You've got more than a peek, man. <laughs> You've copped a full frontal look behind these <laughs> curtains, mate. <laughs> <laughs> behind the shower curtain, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all right, so, uh, thank you to all the historians which are, who are joining us at this time for what is the final episode of Beef Station. Yeah, this is the greatest representation of Australian history. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know the Prime Minister and that dude that fired himself off in a missile into a mountain? They had a podcast half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so <laughs> and so another thing I'd I'd forgotten about how good Shrek is is the soundtrack. Fuck, man, Shrek has a great soundtrack. I, I feel like everything other about than Shrek... Smash Mouth, I genuinely have zero recollection of what other music was in this. There's, two, I know there's two Smash Mouth songs, which is so many fucking good songs. Too man. many. Smash Are there two Mouth songs? Shre- Smash Mouth songs? Yeah, they use um, they use All Star and the other one. Um, or oh, there's um, no, you're right. No, I don't know either. But the there point is, two, yeah. fucking great soundtrack. I, I sure. think I'm convinced that this film popularize the use of like hallelujah again because oh, that's right rufus wainwright's version yeah exactly because right? i yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. i mean maybe hallelujah shit. is just like a plague that is like um beset across the music industry ever since leonard cohen like let it loose because you always see like this shit like stop musicians covering hallelujah it's overplayed but the version in track is fucking great yeah and i think rufus that for our generation hallelujah is one of the ones that can stay yeah. You know, like there are a bunch of hallelujahs that don't need to be in the world, but I think Rufus Wainwright's version does. Yeah. Leonard Cohen's version doesn't even need to be in the world. See, I, th- I feel like Leonard, Leonard Cohen's version of Smash Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other Smash Mouth song that's in Shrek, <laughs> by the way, Smash, 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 Smash Mash is I'm a Believer. <laughs> I'm a believer, yeah. 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 Which, by the way, was written for the monkeys. The monkeys did the, the original version of oh, that. Oh, yeah, I've heard by that. By yeah, yeah. Neil Diamond, oh. which is a fact that I think only I will find interesting in the future while listening back uh, no, to this. No, maybe only you, you know. <laughs> Neil Diamond is like, I don't know, this fucking guy from the 70s or the 80s. And I remember like looking through my dad's record collection and pulling out this album cover, and it was Neil Diamond, Hot August Night. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And dad was like, oh, man, that's an album that everyone had on their shelf back in the 70s. And that's what it looks like for all you people at home. We've just Google imaged Hot August Night, and it's this Jesus dude like Christ. singing his lungs out, and I've never seen it before in my entire life. But apparently, Neil Diamond was hot shit. And it's this. You like, gotta look up this album cover. It's weird. He's got both his hands in a really weird spot. <laughs> there's, it's a, it's as if he's, it's as if he's cradling an infant, but there's nothing in his hands. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, what a weird man. Um, point is, soundtrack has a lot of great little songs on it, and mm. I think I enjoyed all of them. And I, sh- I think if it wasn't for the fact that I know it's the Shrek soundtrack, I would enjoy it like just as a mixtape. You know, sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> like, I think for a while back at the old place where I used to work in some cafe or whatever, they used to just have the Shrek soundtrack on the whole time, and it would take, like, All Star to come on. People were like, oh, this is the Shrek soundtrack! <laughs> and people would turn it off on principle. Like, after one Smash Mouth song, like, maybe that was just an unfortunate coincidence, but <laughs> two Smash Mouth songs. <laughs> I was looking up some fun facts about Shrek, because I thought, like, uh, maybe maybe you need some fun facts, because uh, most of the people have already, you know, they're all familiar with this. So the first thing I was looking at was for who did the voices of all the little fairy tale creatures and that. Oh yeah. Um, the big bad wolf, for example, was voiced by the producer of the film, and one of the anime animators or artists did the voice of the magic mirror, and it goes on and on. So like all those little different fairy tale creatures just voiced by staff, which makes me think that like just saving money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll pay you. Twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and there's coffee already in the room. Like, fucking done. <laughs> Can you do a German accent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Better. Get in the yeah, booth. Yeah, that's great, actually. That's great. <laughs> um, Mike Myers. Um, you're playing a German... <laughs> you're playing a German pig, and <laughs> you have to uh, just read the lines. Oh, he poofed. <laughs> he poofed. That's perfect. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> play the movie. Yeah, play. <laughs> Did you watch... This, by the way, Shrek, the big green ogre, lives in a bog. Yes. Bogs. Yep. 
came oh, out in the golden is. age of DVD menus. Oh, fuck. You remember oh, back in like the yeah, early noughties, DVD menus, before it's like, fuck it, play. It has like fully animated DVD menus with like original voice like, actor lines like that are in the menu. Like 20 second transitions between like, menus. Yeah, like Eddie would be like, hey man, you want to listen to the movie? Yeah, play. You want to play Best of Features? Here's and all this shit. Just play the damn movie. Yeah, um, and it's got like little Easter eggs where you. I remember like back as a kid wanting to open up this DVD and like my dad would just want to watch the fucking movie. You know, he probably didn't. My dad just wanted to go to bed, but he just wanted to watch the movie and then go to bed. But oh, like, he no, wanted to go to bed. Is there a game on this one? You yeah. could be like, oh. where you could like use the f- directional buttons on your remote oh to like God. navigate around a yeah. shit ass menu. The yeah. golden age of DVD menus. You're right. I feel Better like, times. I feel like. You know, people our age these days have like Nintendo sixty four emulators. People of the kids of the future are going to have like yeah, you can play DVD- like a Wii game on your phone <laughs> yeah. now. Kids of the future are going to have DVD menu emulators. <laughs> I guarantee you, they will not. It'll be what is no better than like a, a bad pub trivia night yeah. <laughs> with the amount of lag you get from each thing. Apparently, Mike Myers was doing like a whole bunch of different voices for Shrek, and he either. I, I, this is like an urban legendy type thing. So like I know it's true, but I can't be fucked to find the actual fact. He was doing. He's it's just my, written on like two hundred yeah, exactly. clickbait sites. Yeah, I've got yeah. it on like uh, <laughs> like the thechive dot com. Behind the scenes, Mike Myers has a giant dick. <laughs> like, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, Mike Myers is Canadian, but he did like a weird Scottish accent for Shrek, and he either sort of accidentally changed it halfway through. <laughs> I want to go back now that you've told me this. Yeah. Or, no, yeah, yeah. Tell the facts <laughs> so the listeners so, can yeah, be brought yeah, up exactly. to speed. <laughs> so he either accidentally changed his accent halfway through recording the lines, so by the, by the time he reached the end of the script, the accent he was doing was different to the beginning of the script, or maybe he just recorded all the lines, and then, point is, they went back and listened to all the lines at the end and realized that Mike Myers had to go back and record a whole bunch of dialogue, and it cost like all this money to get all oh, the fucking so people back. It. So they had to re-record like, oh, a whole okay. bunch of his dialogue. In my head, like I only had half of that fact stored, so <laughs> I was like... No, he just changes accent over. There's like an accent gradient over the whole film. I think that's I what I thought like, it was, and that's. Yeah. But then I found like you know, fucking Buzzfeed top fifteen facts about Shrek, and it doesn't say that it's because that would have been story. fucking great if you could go back and like watch the first scene, watch the last scene, and Mike Myers goes from like <laughs> broad Scott to someone who's like lived in Ireland for twenty years. <laughs> Here's another one: Nicholas Cage turned down the lead role of Shrek because he didn't want to be an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> How does that meeting go down? Cage told the Daily Mail no, that he turned down the role I because... I don't want to be an ogre. I just didn't want to look like an ogre. Though upon reflection, Cage realized that maybe I should have done it. Look at that. <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. As they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know what would be fucking great? Yeah. Nick Cage plays every Austin Powers character. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> There's an Austin Powers line, I swear to God, that Shrek does this in this film. <laughs> like, Donkey's talking at some point, and he's like, Donkey, you're going the right way for a smack bottom, and I don't care, who knows? And I swear that's an Austin Powers line, or something. Are you sure that you're not thinking of a Shrek line? <laughs> oh, no, fuck you. I am thinking of Austin Powers. It's definitely Austin Powers, because I, I heard Shrog and his bogs say that, and I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Austin. So that's that. Shrek, I feel like, throughout this whole film, is just busting out zingers left, right, and center, and Donkey's the whole giving film him nothing. Is banter and one-liners. Yeah, the whole well, film. Because the, it's funny. Shrek is really funny as a film, yep. but Shrek specifically has all these lines. Like, 
Shrek, like Shrek's characterized as this dude with all these dad jokes. Like they get to the castle that's surrounded by fire and the, the lava and shit. Oh, and he's like, sure, one. it's nice, but look at the location. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real estate joke. <laughs> exactly. yeah. like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. And Donkey's giving him nothing. And there's lots, of, there's lots of little stuff in terms of like, I mean, I say set design, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, set yeah. design for the film. I guess it is. That I really appreciated going back and watching it that I never really noticed before, or maybe I'd forgotten, like how Duloc, the, the sort of big city that Farquaad is, has his castle in, is set up like a theme park. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and about how Farquaad picks the fr- the, the princesses based on like a game it's show. It's a game show from the mirror. mirror. Yeah, the mirror is basically really cool. a game show host. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the rest of the shit I have written down for uh, <laughs> Shrek is just quotes that I thought were funny. Yeah. So we don't have to do those. So, I mean, a couple of interesting other points of Shrek is that I believe it was kind of DreamWorks' first foray into like a 3D animation thing. Yeah. I went So Bug's Life would have come out. Bug's Life is Bugs Pixar. Life come out? I you know. mean Ants. No, I mean Bug's Life. Uh, um, no. So Bug's Life came out 1998. Ants also came out 1998. Yeah, you, um, I mean, you'd be testing me if you asked me what fucking DreamWorks movie came out after Ants. No, but, but okay, so I guess those those two films together, I guess probably the, Bugs yeah. Life, kind of really kickstarted that 3D animation I thing. I mean, and Toy, Story. Toy Story. I think exactly. Toy Story was first, but... Um, sure, okay, the, yeah. The point so is, like, the late 90s were, like, this big heyday yeah. for computer animation in feature films. Well, that was when it kind of burst onto the scene, but yeah. Right, and so 2001, I remember actually, Shrek yeah. being a really... 2001 is really early, actually. Yeah, exactly. Wow, fuck. So I remember um, Shrek being... Uh, maybe this is just my, like, recollection and it's not accurate, but I, I seem to recall that Shrek was a bit of, like, a monumental no, undertaking. Definitely. Like, it was and fucking huge. How's this, listeners, for a uh, indication of my dedication to you? I watched a half an hour making of featurette about Shrek this afternoon. Wow. Holy fuck. And a lot of it was, like... I mean, I, I, re- I really like seeing, like, a voice actor's doing the voice acting in the studio. I think it's cool. Um, something that people... Maybe this is something everyone knows, but I didn't realize until recently that the way they do these animated movies... I already knew this. ...with the voices is they, they get all the drawings, and it's on a computer. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, no. So what they do is they get, like, storyboards, and then they get the voice actors to come in, and they record the voice actors recording the dialogue with a video camera... As as well as like with a microphone, yeah, and then they animate it afterwards so that the animation can be fit to the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe that's obvious, but the it's cool kind of the only way it makes sense. Exactly. But I do remember also having that revelation. Like, like, oh yeah, oh, of course yeah. they do it that exactly. way. Exactly. And so, like with the video, Otherwise, like a voice actor try- has to try and like <laughs> mimic the animation on yeah. screen. But I guess I mean like there is no animation done until the voice yeah. is done because like even the gestures that the the actors are kind of sort of absentmindedly doing in the studio and their facial expressions yeah. are captured in the animation. And there was an animator talking about how like he really values getting the video of the actors yeah because they do all these little facial things that you yeah and i feel like think of as like an animator to it, do you know when you've got like a you, i mean you've got fucking you've got mike myers and eddie, eddie murphy cameron yeah. diaz such um, a 90s cast by the way yeah this, yeah, yeah. this oh, animator was like fuck. the animator oh, no, it was like the director be like i mean come on when you've got mike myers and eddie murphy and cameron diaz and john lithgow yeah, where exactly. can you go wrong <laughs> um, <laughs> i feel like that's such a such an early 90s yeah, exactly. cast where no one totally is. Is, has any fucking idea who they are um. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy hasn't really even. Nah, no. Nah. Maybe you're right. Maybe. None of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe no yeah. kids would know. Yeah. I mean, kids know Mike Myers from The Love Guru these days, of course. Uh, they probably <laughs> know him from fucking Trek Four, actually. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when you've got 
like really excellent comedic actors like that, you need them to be able to speak with like really high quality comedic timing. Yeah. And they need to be able to like double back or like stumble on words or whatever. And you yeah. need the animation to reflect that human speech, not the other way around. Exactly. You know? And I feel like um, if you're like starting from nothing, it'd be really hard to just animate. Like I'm going to animate him stuttering. Or yeah. Like, I'm exactly. going to animate him doing this yeah. weird thing with his mouth <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, there's not much humor in like video games, but I guess it's a lot of the same, <laughs> the same kind of overlap where they've got yeah. to record heaps of like, you know, the really, like, emotive video game stuff, it does feel like they probably took that same care where yeah. they got the voice actor in and they were like, all right, this is your emotional state. Like, you need to be like this. And then they just animated it to match. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something you hear a lot about a lot of actors saying is that they will record the voice dialogue for the, some fucking animated movie. Mm. And then they fuck off. And for, like, three years later... The yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah, I did yeah. that thing. Oh, yeah! Like, putting exactly. it in the microwave. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I mentioned, the animated featurette making of thing for was because they were talking about, I mean, Mike Myers specifically mentioned several times in the little interview he does for this featurette that he's like, yeah, the animation's amazing. Like, it's this huge step forward and I'm just really proud to be a part of this, like, technological feat. We saw uh, online just before we started recording that this was the first ever film to win an Oscar for Best oh, yeah, Animated Feature Film, yeah. which is amazing. Shrek is super cool. won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature Film. Yeah, Shrek film. won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Let that I mean, one sing which, it. Which like in the there's you know there's like some hall somewhere with like golden statues <laughs> and I just <laughs> hope there's a big fucking one of Shrek. <laughs> Have you ever seen those old photos from like the 30s or and 40s oh. back in the day? <laughs> oh, no, this is this is fine. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, all the people who were turned up by the 9/11 chatter really sort of pulling their collars now. Um, no, of like back when, back in the day when the Oscars were first getting started, and they used to fuck with them like when. I'm going to be a bit more specific. When Snow White won an Oscar, the Oscar statue... When Snow they, White, the character, won an Oscar. When Walt Disney won, a, <laughs> won an Oscar for Snow for White. For his voice acting of Snow Fuck White. Fuck you! <laughs> Sorry. It was like an Oscar-sized statue and then seven little smaller dwarf statues. <laughs> and that was the actual award they got presented with. Which would have been a bit of like a giveaway. It's like, and the Oscar goes to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Had to wheel them out on stage afterwards, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of little references and things. Oh, the iPod came out in 2001. Oh, yeah. I was just about to close the tab, and I noticed that that's also <laughs> an interesting thing. Yeah, the first iPod. There you go. But, yeah, so Mike Myers talks about how the animation took this huge leap forward, and you definitely see, like, there's a whole scene where, like, the guard is pouring milk to torture the oh, gingerbread yeah, and, like, man. Oh, yeah, fills the glass. They're like, look, yeah. we can do liquids, motherfuckers. 3D liquids. <laughs> that, by the way, is the funniest joke in the whole film. Like, the Muffin Man. <laughs> yeah. The Muffin Man. Yes, the Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man. He lives on Drury Lane. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking scene. I was just going to submit that bit to the I have voice acting and portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I have an hour and a half of the rest of Shrek. So, guys, if you just skip to three hours and 49 minutes, the, the podcast goes on. Started more. to wonder why this podcast <laughs> is only a sixth of the way through. <laughs> yeah. I think we could just rant about Shrek. For a long fucking oh, time. Yeah. Have you got any deep? In, have you got any uh, DNMs about Shrek? No, not really. I mean, I, the second one was good. The third one's also pretty good. After that, the second one. See, I forgot the Prince Charming as a character. Like the oh, you're expecting Prince Charming. He's an actual character, but he's not in the first one. He's in the second one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like Puss in Boots. Obviously, yeah. he's in the second one. Man, Shrek Two. I think is also. Fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, genuinely it feels like they managed to... It, it wasn't 
uh, cursed by that kind of like sequel. Yeah, bl- blight. Well, it does where... that. It does that thing where it extends the 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 world of the movie. Yeah, exactly. And shows you. It sort of opens the door into a deeper world that you've never really seen, and extends the universe yep. a bit without just feeling like a money grabbing kind of. Thing. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it. It it just didn't really. I mean, I I haven't had a chance to look up whether or not it was differently directed or produced or anything like that. But it really feels like it. It still has that same like. We're doing this f- from a labor of love. We've written things that yeah. we find funny, and we hope you do too. You know, like yeah, Antonio exactly. Banderas says, "Puss in Boots" is great. Oh yeah, all of the even the I I forget if it's the third or the fourth one, but when they go to visit Fiona's parents, I mean, there's a dinner scene where they're Fiona's all saying really each good. other's names. <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, donkey no, says no, donkey. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, donkey. That, I think that's from like the third or fourth one in the series, man, and that's still a great scene. Like, there's some. It, there's some really good cuts from even like the third in the series which is just astonishing because yeah. by rights then it should have just been dead it should yeah. have been a soulless shitty thing but it was yeah. great they're great see the, all of them maybe not I don't know if there's a if there's a fourth one don't there see there is the definitely one. a fourth one it's called Shrek the Fourth okay I remember that doesn't exist <laughs> you can watch the first three Shrek movies and they're actually all good I don't think I've seen the third one but Shrek 1 it's and 2 good. yeah good yeah yeah Great. And I feel like the third one intentionally kind of tied up a few of the story arcs. <laughs> Is the third one... Okay, have you seen where the... Fourth one where they kill Shrek and Donkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's where Shrek and Donkey are like... they. The film starts and they wake up in like a cold bathroom and they've got <laughs> this, this weird like jaw thing around their neck <laughs> and then this other voice comes on and like, do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking watch that. That would actually be <laughs> pretty good. Uh, should have called it Shrek 4. They should have called it Shrek, Shrek Saw. Saw. Nice. Pow. So Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. So these movies both came out actually remarkably close to one another. They weren't even... It was within months of each other in 2001. Yeah, so Shrek came out in May and Atlantis came out in a different month in 2001, yeah. which happened to be June. So like Woo! within two months or so. But and, the, the um, first thing you notice when they when you see Atlantis is that it's a totally different animation style. Yeah, so it's we're talking, two and we touched a bit before. <laughs> we touched a bit before. I about mean, for, those how are, for anyone who hasn't seen this, yeah, Shrek is a three D. It's like three D, and there's a lot of like fluid animation stuff they do, and like mirrors yeah. cracking there's and mud spilling, mud and splattering. Yeah. That's really impressive. Which was like hundreds of thousands of dollars at the time, but now is like I can do that on a web browser. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so whether or not it was the case, Atlantis looks like it was animated in the same way as like fucking Snow White was. It looks hand drawn yeah, and of like the hand colored. I think Treasure Planet was actually like one of the last or the second last uh, like hand cell drawn Disney right. films, but this was close to it. It was very, it was, it's, it was in the um, the sundown period of like that Disney's hand drawn animation. Yeah, um, and it's still, I, I, I mean. I don't know. This is one of my favorite films, man. It's really beautiful. I'd never seen it. I really loved it. Yeah, I thought I it don't was know. great. We were looking it up afterwards, and we were both quite surprised because it doesn't have great ratings and like it's critical no. acclaim. Basically, every critic that rated it at the time gave it pretty much spot on a five out of ten. Yeah, it was kind of panned. Um, and I'm not really sure why, because as a kid, I loved it. I mean, I often don't trust critics' ratings of children's films for that same reason. Like children's film, like yeah, because it's not like kids films are held to a higher standard I mean, like uh, to Shrek, a lower standard but I think they're held to a different standard Shrek was rated at an 84 out of 100 so um, I think that 
in in uh, on aggreg- Rotten Tomatoes, the most objectively correct rating system. They've of films. probably got a similar, like about a thirty. There's about a thirty percent disparity between <laughs> these two films. I think yeah. across in general, um, and it, it's funny because like Shrek is obviously excellent, and I think the thing that maybe it <laughs> maybe it does differently is that Shrek really tried to appeal to adults and children. Yeah. Whereas Atlantis maybe didn't quite hedge its bets as much. In term, what? So it's only a kids' film? You mean? Well, see, you know, I was going no, see, down I, that road, but I really think that there are some adult bits in this as well. So I, I feel like both, both films did that really well. Kids' adulty films. Yeah. I just think that. Perhaps, I just don't know why I mean, it got panned as much. It might literally just be because if you're an adult going to take your kids to see a film in the big sort of school holidays kind of season, mm. or if you're going to go buy a DVD of a kids' film or whatever, and kids watch these movies twenty times. And Shrek comes out a couple months before <laughs> your film comes yeah, out. Yeah, true. You're just fucked. Yeah, true. Actually, <laughs> you know, because yeah, it was released June. So it might just be the fact that Shrek was the huge film that has now become like a classic. It, actually, it could be. And but like, that doesn't I explain the critical Atlantis. acclaim. The critical acclaim is still weird. I don't know. I'm not going to delve into it. No. Apparently, people had some issues with story pacing and characterization. But honestly, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the three major points. No, no, that no. Because no, I always, I always do watch films with that in mind now, and I've watched really? Atlantis, and I d- shut up, <laughs> and and I don't feel like it really. I don't know. I felt like with what it was doing. At no point did I need it to stop and double back and explain what it just kind of did. Yeah, right. So maybe we should explain because I had never seen Atlantis. Right. I feel yes, like if you compare Shrek with Atlantis, I feel like many, 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 many more people will not have seen Atlantis. I th- agree. It stars Michael J. Fox, who voices Milo, yep. who is this kind of, I mean, I know Archaeologist. He's the, yeah, it's a, an Indiana Jonesy kind of character. I think in he's the like film he's described as a cryptographer, a cartographer slash linguist. Yeah. And he sort of works for this museum and he dreams of adventure. But he's a young, naive dude. He's not like, yeah. he's not weathered and seasoned like Indiana Jones. He's like a, yeah. a sprightly young exactly. cartographer. Yeah. And already I think you can tell that we're going into a lot more detail of the plot and the characters here because there's a lot more to this than there is to Shrek. Yeah, Shrek, I agree. I, I, this really feels, and I sort of said it to, um, I was watching it with someone the other day, it really feels like an Indiana Jonesy kind of Treasure Islandy kind of movie. Atlantis? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it yeah. kind of feels like a combination of I, those two I, I kind have, of things. I hold this and Treasure Planet, the other Disney movie. Another movie I've never seen. In my head. Oh, a Treasure Planet is also excellent and yeah. we'll have a, an extended bit on that I'm sure you will. later. Because um, that, that was another movie that was really panned, but... It's actually good. Yeah, there's. A, I'll, I'll go on a rant about this later, but it's <laughs> good. It, it, there's a really interesting theory about Disney intentionally panning Treasure Planet re- by releasing it and not advertising it properly because right. because it was the last animated one and they wanted to really ham up Pixar, right. so they sort of intentionally snubbed their own film. Uh, it's interesting, but yeah, anyway, okay, I'll sure. talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I group this and Treasure Planet that kind of like sci-fi exploration kind foray of into you know foreign lands yeah. yeah it's it's got a real they both have kind of like that a real sort of old worldly kind of exactly. charm to them yeah, yeah. and so, so so the film starts with milo who is this kind of academic who people don't really believe who keeps trying to find all these clues for the lost city of atlantis so he thinks has gone and sunk underground under the ocean yep under the atlantic ocean somewhere it's atlantis yeah yeah <laughs> Ah, yep. right. <laughs> and so there's lots of scenes of like of them being like, "Oh, if I have to hear one more word about Atlantis, I'll eat my hat." Kind He's of. He's like talking to the eccentric curator of the museum, trying to convince him to 
Yeah, exactly. Funder journey. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the long and the short of it is that he meets someone who is friends with his grandfather, who's a famous explorer, and has found this clue to Atlantis. And they go searching for the lost city of Atlantis, and the plot ensues. And you know what? I think we said we were going to, like, just, like, of course everyone's seen Shrek, so we're not going to bother being, like, go see it. I reckon... I reckon Atlantis is a film. If you like Disney films, I reckon Atlantis is a film worth going back and revisiting. Uh, it's a real quiet. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, good. Yeah, I think because like, I know a, a lot of people, a lot of the people I know like going back and watching you know, fucking Pocahontas or whatever. I reckon go back and watch Atlantis because I feel like a lot yeah, of people might not have seen it. And I reckon it's worth seeing. This is in a period that so I don't want to spoil it straight away. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I think this is in a period where it doesn't sit within those classics of like it's not Snow White, it's not Beauty and the Beast, it's not yeah, Cinderella, exactly. but. It's still fantastic, and it's got that really like um, I don't know. It, it seems like it was just made by people that were really quite good at what they do. So uh, I would highly recommend going back and watching. I mean, it too. I, th- I mean, I think that the fact that it's made by like a team of people who insisted, I imagine, on it being a hand-drawn, cel-shaded kind of old-school-looking mm. Disney film back in the day when they could very yeah, easily have done it. Yeah, because it was released after Disney had done Pixar. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. The fact that it's done that, it really feels which like probably a labor means it was in the works like seven well, years beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it really feels like a labor of love. Absolutely. And you get, I mean, I watched an, uh, an interview feature for this one as well, and they were talking about how there was this sort of catchphrase they had, the developers while they're making it, of like, less songs, more explosions. And they really wanted yeah, to right. push the boundaries of like, what, how different a Disney film could be. And they right. wanted it to be like an action adventure in a Disney animated kind of format, which you really, which really kind of comes across in the film. I, I think, think so, yeah. The yeah, idea yeah. that you get all these big worlds and big set pieces, kind of like an Uncharted game, I, but in a movie. I, I actually was thinking yeah. about comparing it to that earlier. I just figured most people that listen to this probably don't know what Uncharted is. But <laughs> Uncharted is one of those game series that like echoes in Indiana Jones. Indiana that, Jones that, kind of stuff, that, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a bit like Tomb Raider, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and you get like a, a really nice aesthetic. So it's set in 19, 1914. It's set in. Yeah. So you get these beautiful old cars, all the tech they have. Yeah, like ha- Verge like of World War One kind of deal. Exactly, yeah. yeah. All the tech there. So like the submarine that they end up going in to find Atlantis is this like beautiful, almost looks like a Zeppelin or like a blimp. Like an underwater looking yeah. thing, which is cool. Something that had surprised me that had never really occurred before occurred to me before is that Michael J. Fox is such a good voice actor. Yeah, he's so much fun he's, to he listen to. He cracks his voice time. when he needs to. Like he's, he's so just, good, he's so expressive. Yeah. Just yeah. like the, that control of his voice, like from a physical point of view. Yeah, but also really he's excellent. just so great. And I didn't realize until I looked up, like why isn't Michael J. Fox done more voice acting stuff? He was also Stuart Little. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez, so he, that, there's a fucking movie that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, look forward to episode <laughs> episode twelve of Beef. Station, the Stuart Little we Mega Stuart Mix. Little, we are. I am vetoing that right now. We're oh, not we doing it all of them. But movie. Stuart Little One would be alright. No, it would not. All I right. want to own the you... house. I want to own the, <laughs> the house that they own in Stuart Little. I what's, want that house. It's a nice the, house. Um, talk to the butt. Talk to the butt. Maybe that's cats. Cats and dogs. I, all right, we're doing Stuart Little I and cats and dogs. I've seen cats and dogs. Also, maybe All 50 right. times. If you would listen to our Stuart Little slash Cats and Dogs episode, let, let, us, know. let us know. Yeah, we'll yep. do it for you. Yep. Maybe one day when we have a Patreon, we'll upload that as a special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a bonus. No, I'll probably do it anyway. I love <laughs> both of those films. We probably will. So, yeah, I think that one of my favorite Atlantis. things... One of my favorite things about Atlantis... Uh, yeah. It's called Atlantis the Lost Empire, by the way. Boy. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Atlantis is... Uh, that it's underwater and no one's ever found it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Atlantis, the Lost Empire, 
is... <laughs> I've done that so many times. Leading up to the episode, I've Googled Atlantis. I've just been like, Atlantis, <laughs> I click on the Wikipedia page, and it's like, Atlantis is a mythical city <laughs> fabled by Plato. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You're listening and you know where I sleep. You know what I mean, Google. Yeah, no. So one of my favorite things about this movie is the, is the entire art direction. As you touched on before yeah. i think it, it, it's not just the technology that they use the places that they go to all of the character design uh, the environments even the and uh, like it sounds a bit wanky to talk about but the, but the lighting in this film the way that they're yeah, you know sure. there's a, one of the main characters in the group is a demolitions expert so as you hinted at there's a lot yeah. of explosions and things <laughs> blowing up and it really shows because a lot of the time we see the explosion and then we see how that light affects the characters and we see yeah. their responses so i think like all of the art direction in this film is great not just the the environments and all of the created kind of elements but also the characters and their expressions and their body language is is absolutely fantastic yeah. it really is disney in fine form yeah doing that kind of really wonderful from the heart imaginative creative exploration absolutely that joy i really 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 like this and movie. there are so many fantastic characters in it like so there's this whole sort of oceans 11 style yeah. there's a team a ragtag team of misfits that have come together to be the experts for this so there's like a 16 year old me- uh, mechanic yeah who, her um, name is audrey Audrey, who's this uh, mechanic, and she's great. And then there's m- the French mole, mole man, Molière, Molière, who um, hey, is Molière, <laughs> you have disturbed the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> who wears like one of those? It's like one of those jeweler's loops that's got like five different yeah. lenses on it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing for me is when he's a- he's analyzing like the the dust on the end of Milo's fingerprints, and he's like, these are the fingerprints of a cartographer, and they. <gasps> A linguist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And there's like the the doctor who I think his name is Kindly. Uh, yeah. Or Sweet. Yes. His name's Sweet. Yes, sweet. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Doctor goes, Sweet. Yeah. Like Milo's got like a cricket in his neck. He's like, Hey Milo, you got a you got a problem with your neck? And I'm like, oh man, we're about to see this dude break Milo's fucking neck. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like meant to. Uh, he's yeah. meant to echo like Mike Tyson, kind of yeah. like <laughs> this is huge black dude. Yeah. Yeah. All these characters. Oh, and, the, and the, my personal favorite, and I think maybe your yeah. personal favorite, is Vinny, the, Vinny. the demolitions guy, who, <laughs> whose parents owned a flower shop. <laughs> and he has, like, the most ambiguous accent in the I world. I mean, I think they it's literally like, say, like, Mexican. oh, I'm a French guy who was uh, brought up in Russia by Spanish people or something. Yeah, like, and he's got an accent <laughs> that's like a Mexican dude in the Bronx. Like, it's not. It, it's, it sounds a lot like Arnie. Mixed with I don't know anything else. Yeah. So like he has. So we were talking earlier about like movies that have just like fantastic yeah. one-liners. This is a movie that has an unbelievable amount of one-liners. Oh, I truly feel like this is just a forgotten gem. There's this like there are so many great ones. There's this character Cookie who's like a, an American Southern prospector. He's kind like of yeah, he's like hardcore like yeah, like yeah. deep South kind of. He's like, like who's the? Uh, he, he reminds me of the um. The prospector from Toy Story. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah exactly what I just the, said. But yeah, the exactly. Toy Story character, he's yeah. like a fat dude that wears like a like like overalls and stuff. <laughs> like they're packing, and he's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Cookie, that's a cabbage." Like, cabbage? What's that for? And they're like, that's, "You got to get your four main food groups." And he goes, four main food groups. I got all the food groups y'all ever need: beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard." Yeah, <laughs> he's he's so good. They're <laughs> all so good. so good. And the way you're that welcome, they, by the way, the way that they, yeah, that was 
amazing that he managed to pull up that YouTube video of <laughs> of cookies so and cut it in seamlessly um, with this little episode of Beef Station episode eleven. That was the ASMR section of the stream. Um, <laughs> stream. So, uh, I, uh, and, and one of the things that is also really clever about this is how they make those characters interplay off one another because they're yeah. not, they don't just exist in their own entity to like blow something up and then say a one liner. They have like conversations where they both act and like, you know, a, a really obnoxious character will annoy a quiet character and they'll say something and it'll yeah. be consistent with their personality. And like, all the dialogue's so very good. And good. it's so funny. It's another one of those, it reminds me of when we watched in, uh, Incredibles 2 and we thought like, is this for kids? Like, I don't think kids would get get all the all of the, the content yeah, out of this. Yeah, definitely not. In the same way, I feel like, it'd be like oh, I don't think kids would get a lot of that out of this. And my, my friend who I was watching the film with at the time, said uh, they'd seen this film like all the time as a kid and yep. gone back and watched it recently and they were like oh well I, I don't think I got any of this like yeah, yeah I would have missed because as a kid you sort of see this stuff and it's just color and movement I guess maybe and you're watching it and then there's an, so there's all these extra little one liners and things for adults and I think there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this film and I think also on top of like just the basic kind of surface of a dialogue stuff there's also like theme thematically this movie goes a lot of places that kids wouldn't get it's sure. got a pretty clear dynamic of so it does that thing all right this will be the spoiler like the sealed section of the movie because honestly if you if you haven't watched shrek like you've probably seen the whole film in meme form by now (laughs) so you actually probably have seen shrek you won't have seen atlantis if you haven't intentionally seen it yeah really is this where you read to find out that they that no it's not i had to i had to rent it on itunes by the way i think people in 2018 have forgotten you can pay five dollars and rent like any movie movie. under the sun on itunes for five if there's a movie that you're thinking like i should watch that but it's not on netflix just pay five bucks you can rent the third man on itunes that was made in 1941 I mean, it's an amazing service. Who's getting money for that now? That's literally just Apple. I mean, yeah, probably. Just yeah. fucking torrent it. It's not even Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I reckon uh, for sure go and watch that. But So now we'll talk about some of the more spoilerish things, themes of the story. So yeah. um, just to give a bit of a more of an overview about the plot. So he gets funding for the expedition. They delve down in the submarine. They get attacked by this huge fish machine thing, which is called, one of the most beautiful Called pieces. the Leviathan. And yeah. it's this big, like, mechanical lobster thing, which was very Phantom Menace. Did you get that? Yeah, I did, a little bit. Well, like, like when they the, go the through Gungan City? the planet core. Yeah. In, uh, you're welcome. In the Phantom Menace. And it, they get attacked down the by City, the, the right? go-go fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. It's, cause it's when they leave in the submarine. And they get attacked yeah. by the Goga fish. It's very Phantom Menace. It it is a little bit. Um, yeah. But I feel like it would have had to have been made before the Phantom Menace was in production. I think so. you're I think you're wrong. But I have no evidence on which to fight you. Let's take an amount of time to find out. Hit the elevator music. what 99 fuck that's early yeah no that is way earlier than i would have thought okay enough though proves big tigs correct yeah quite possibly um i either way to be honest it's an absolutely gorgeous scene so very good scene um the way that they uh, and what it so what it does is it serves to a be beautiful and <laughs> b a be beautiful um, 
That's me, baby. That's me, baby. baby. <laughs> this is the stupidest episode we've ever done. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so it it also serves to alert them that obviously there's something down there that they're they're on the right track. Yeah. And that thing is a defense mechanism, and they get past it. They get to Atlantis, and then it you slowly realize if you're watching this as an adult that okay, <laughs> this is now this is colonial, right? <laughs> if so you're watching it as a kid, you're like, "What was that giant mechanical lobster?" There. <laughs> the adults are like, "Shut up! Think about colonial." Yeah, you were. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I think so. As a kid, you're like, wow, that's crazy. That's dangerous, oh, and they're gonna. I be know attacked. that. Yeah, well, so stop negging me then. <laughs> um. So, I yeah, I think like you're you, really pretty for a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, so what I've learned this episode is that you don't know what negging is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. I think I, you know what, listeners. Right in, if you think I got some real good negging in on well, Andrew Burt. In order Bert, for that to Andy be negging, here. bad boy would need to be a, a bad thing, or else you just call me pretty and a bad boy, oh, yeah. which both I think meant to be good things. Bad boy is a bad thing, you bad boy. Moving right along. So <laughs> they get to Atlantis, and they <laughs> meet the locals, and out. then it turns out that some of the party members aren't there on the same pretext of discovery and learning that Milo is. So what you get as a kid, what I got from this movie was, Milo is a <laughs> good faced guy. faced against the harsh reality of capitalism at a very early age. Oh, I was born with that in my blood, <laughs> baby. I didn't need to learn that. <laughs> so you get Milo... Um, as the good guy who just wants to learn and he wants to meet and understand kind of that like modern day anthropological perspective. Yeah. And then you've got the rest of the team yeah. um, that are, it turns out, in it for the money because it turns out that this <gasps> this civilization has a huge amount of gold. Pat, cover your ears. Cover your ears. Right. It's going to put you in distress. It's going to ruin your sweet little mind, baby boy. So make sure you shelter yourself. <laughs> So th- as they try to do that, and it becomes clear that they're taking advantage of the locals, Milo and a couple of the other guys team up with some of them, and then they have to escape. That's the basic overview. Um, but I think what's interesting about this is that when you look at the adults, what adults are supposed to get out of this versus what kids are supposed to get out of this, and you compare that to Shrek, where what adults are supposed to get out of it and what kids it's are like supposed to get out of it. It's like a couple extra gags. A couple quips, maybe a dick joke here or there or whatever. In this, it's like, no, this is a this is hard. this is a hard criticism of the colonial process where they go to a place they are aimed to take advantage of a local yeah they don't recognize the the established society as being relevant or valid yeah they just want to there take is a lot of kind of like out. indigenous politics and all that kind of shit that goes into atlantis that isn't atlantis is definitely a more kind of deep film than shrek is absolutely that's what yeah. i that's what i think so i think that the kids get like the the mole man is funny but you know some of the adults get that really like oh this has a really deep narrative to yeah. it yeah perhaps that is what i mean we <laughs> we are having read any of the reviews maybe that's potentially a criticism for atlantis is that whereas shrek is very clearly a kids film with some jokes that adults will enjoy mm. atlantis is like a film where the kids can laugh at the funny characters and look at the color and movement, but really most of the actual principles and ethical things that drive the plot are intended for adults. Mm. I, I guess, so what you tends know? to, in my experience, which is limited and does not have any substantiating evidence... Other than the 15 times you've seen this fucking movie. No, I was going to talk about the the criticism around it. Um, <laughs> th- I think that is often that does often happen what yeah. you just described, and I think when that does happen, what tends to what what you tend to see is that the critical reviews are quite high, 
but people didn't enjoy the film generally. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, critics are looking at it from those kind of perspectives. They're looking for those themes. They're yeah. looking to draw out that kind of like higher quality cinematic content. But normies that just want to go to a movie and watch <laughs> it, or even uh, just like parents that are taking their well, kids, I feel they like don't want that deep shit. But I feel like a good critic is going to consider the intent of the audience of the film. I agree. When they look at their review as yeah. well. Yeah. And maybe so that's. My <laughs> point is that whilst I think that you're, you might be right, I would yeah. expect that yeah, to d- be. Don't give it to me that easily. <laughs> I, 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 I would just expect that to still have higher critical acclaim than it did. I'm just baffled as to why this movie did so poorly. Yeah, no, I mean, I because mean, it really doesn't deserve it. If you're looking up reviews, being like, "Oh, should I watch this or not?" Yeah, it's great. Fuck that. It's, it's great. Get, it's getting mediocre it's reviews. We have no idea why. Stamp of it's really, really, really good. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. Have you got anything else? Have you got anything else? On on on, on uh, either man, of these two films, I I have you've been bouncing off me, buddy. I've I've prepared <laughs> nothing. <so. laughs> well, I think we've done pretty well yeah. for an episode where we thought we were going to phone it in. This has done pretty yeah, well. We've phoned in some pretty good content. <laughs> Do you want to just hit it with the news and then we can call it a day? All right, I got some news for you, baby. All right, cool. Okay, so we'll start from in beef uh, station tradition headlines only. Least interesting to most interesting. Good, I think. <laughs> Listeners, get ready for three minutes of boredom within two minutes of excitement. <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry, I'm done. You can go. Uh, that's that's how we should start the news every time. It's just like, all right, news. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need a good bottle of wine before every news segment. Then. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So number one, Lego is releasing a massive Harry Potter Hogwarts castle set. So this is both news and or movie and Lego news. Oh, and I don't know if you uh, listeners give a crap, but I have some opinions about this. It's too small. And he <laughs> Oscar doesn't like the Whittle Baby Lego. Too small. So here's the thing. It's right? also 650 so, US dollars. Which yeah, is I mean, Lego is expensive and you have no right shit. to complain about that. But so, so there was that really cool... like right to complain about that. Por- there was like a Porsche 911 Lego model that oh, came God. out a few years ago and it was beautiful. And it was this curvy, great... Thing that looked like the profile, like if you got a silhouette of the Lego model Porsche 911 and an actual Porsche 911, I mean, then you wouldn't be able to tell which is which because they look pretty similar. And then recently they came out with a James Bond Aston Martin DB5. Oh yeah, Gold you actually finger. showed me a photo of this because it looks right, and it has all the gadgets. It has the pop-up bulletproof. Uh, screen on the back windshield, and it has like little things that fire out of the front, and comes well, with a Pierce Brosnan fucked all. It's this blocky, <laughs> it's this blocky fucking car that actually looks nothing like. It's the actually Aston square, Martin, and the real one has curves. Which is, yeah. f- I mean, and it's a bit rich to be complaining about Lego being square, but like, no, know, but it's actually Aston, square. They don't it's even like tape blocky, off. and it's the Aston terrible. Martin is famous for being beautiful and curvy. Similarly, this. Hogwarts, <laughs> Harry, this Hogwarts Harry Potter castle made Lego. Um, so from the front, it kind of looks like a. Gr- oh man, this is all gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from the front, it looks like a great Lego model of the castle. From the back, the Lego figurines, too small. They're tiny. Too yeah, small. They're tiny. Little and Lego so you figurines. look at this is like three little blocks of like pink, and you're like, what is that? Oh, it's Armitage's office. But I can't tell because they made it too small. Mm. All right. So there you go. That's so the, you go. the hottest take you'll find on the internet of the uh, Hogwarts Castle set being released <laughs> from Lego this year. I feel like I have no right to complain about any time that Andrew goes on about politics for five minutes when I just spent a good three minutes talking about Lego. You've earned yourself some brownie points, kid. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Next one. Um, okay. So this is TV, not movies, but sue me, you bastards. What? Uh, oh, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was... No, never mind. Keep going. 
Game of Thrones season eight will air its first half in 2019. I saw someone posted so. saying, if you watch two episodes every week starting in August, you'll finish all the existing episodes by the time that one starts. Ah, cool. So get going. And then if you skip all the Daenerys ones, you'll be done in fucking October oh, and it'll be a much better experience for you. Daenerys. Yeah. N- leading on from our Jurassic Park episode, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Sure. So she played the main character in Jurassic World. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. I was for there. For the people at home, <laughs> it's not all about you. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's joining the Elton John musical biopic Rocket <gasps> Man. Oh so man! That tell me, I don't know anything about that. What is that? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, there's a John Elton. <laughs> <laughs> biopic <laughs> Rocket Man musical <laughs> that's being called Bryce Dallas Howard. That's what you're getting. I, that's, uh, that... Look it up in your own time, buddy. <laughs> we said headlines only. Headlines only. So there's no much... content here. There's I only. There's... This is a beef bulletin. It's beef bullion. <laughs> beef bulletin. That's good. Oh. Next uh, headline. Right. So I don't Next know if you, beef if, bulletin. I don't know if you've heard about this one or not. This is good shit. This is primo news. Ryan Reynolds is producing a Home Alone stoner parody. <laughs> Explicitly no, based on. Last week we were talking about explicitly how right- based on Home Alone called Holy fuck. Stoned Alone. Oh my god! Are you joking? This is like what you you're like. Oh, there must be a, a couple of inferences drawn there that aren't actually parallels. For them. <laughs> that is what it is based on. It is based on Macaulay Culkin's masterpiece last, Home Alone. Last week we were talking about how Ryan Reynolds is directing a documentary about how they faked the moon landing. Yeah, and now he's doing this Home Alone. Yeah, genuinely, shit. this shit. Oh my it's god! Good. He's doing some interesting fucking. Stuff, He's got a full plate. Yeah, and I think the most interesting thing is that Michael Jackson's also gonna molest the protagonist in this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> no more right. than that because it's uh, just started in the works. I think some absolute piece of shit. I thought he like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't start a sentence with the word some anymore. Welcome to the next 50 episodes of Beef Station. <laughs> There's an absolute piece of shit out there that thought it was a good idea to make a Slenderman movie. So that is a good idea. At some point, I'm not going to see that. But that just means that, really, that just means there's someone out there that thought it'd be a good idea to make any horror movie. Yeah, well, what's funny is that Slenderman's already fucking died online because it was popular in 2011. Oh, so no. Did you ever watch? There was like a mockumentary kind of Slenderman No, it was a series, series online. Yeah, and yeah. I watched it back in 2011. So, and seven oh, years later, it's dead. <laughs> After they made a fucking Minecraft mod with it in it, <laughs> it had died in the ground. Yeah, that's... that's 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 OG. I mean, I had to correct you on your Minecraft. Oh, like, shush now. That's OG Minecraft. Yeah, no, but they they introduced a Slender. It, it, Minecraft touched it. It's not new anymore. It's shit. Mission Impossible Fallout uh, topped the US box office. So, oh, okay. I've never seen sure. a Mission Impossible movie. I feel like we oh, should yeah, fix that's that. That's right. Yeah, this is that's a big fucking one. I keep that's a big hole in that. my yeah. my movie knowledge because there's a lot of it'll it'll be like Ocean's Eleven with I feel like there's a lot of iconic shit that you're like oh yeah. that's this that's movie this movie yeah I just want to watch a movie where someone drops down on a harness through a, a network of lasers to steal something important. J D Payne and Patrick McKay. I don't know who either of those guys those are. Those sound like made up names. But there, okay. So I guess more interestingly, there is a Lord of the Rings TV series that's being made, and those two dimwits are writing it. I have no idea who they are. Oh. Um. So that'll be probably not very good. 
Moving on. All right. Welcome to the slump in the Beef Station Bulletin segment. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine will see Ooh. Leia return using unseen Carrie Fisher footage. Right. So, so I saw this. They're gonna be. They're gonna deal with yet. the it's idea that Carrie Fisher is dead. Spoiler alert. By <laughs> real life spoilers. <laughs> If you, haven't, if, you haven't, if you haven't caught up yet. If you're still catching up on news from 2017, the still idea... Still catching up on my life. <laughs> the idea being that they have a whole bunch of leftover footage from episode 7 that fucking... That's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, okay. Whatever the J.J. J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Out. So they have a whole bunch of leftover footage that J.J. Abrams I worked on in episode so 7. That Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, no. You're thinking of Harrison Ford. Oh, you, oh, you mean Chewbacca. You mean... <laughs> you mean Nash Edgerton. Yeah. Mark Hamill. <laughs> and they're going to like just use some of the old footage... To shoot new scenes, I don't really understand how that's going to work. Uh, At we'll some have point, to they're going to have to have because that could be a real train wreck, but it might be okay. I mean, they they recreated an entire character in CG. I think it depends on how much footage the they want because the the bits that they reused, she didn't say anything, right? So if she needs like any fucking dialogue, I mean, no, we don't know that. We don't know if they didn't use. No, the bits now. that we saw in episode seven that, right, that okay. reused it after she was passed, right. they didn't get her to talk. And so I feel like if they need her to deliver like any fucking dialogue, it's going to be horrendous <laughs> so because they're the... going to need to find like a Carrie Fisher voice double, which is just going to be awful. Because she already has so, a grandma voice. Yeah. So hopefully it's none of that shit. And, you know, hopefully it's a respectful kind of, um, I, I, I don't know, celebration of her. I mean, it's Disney, so we're screwed. But, well, well, but yeah. they've been good for the last few. Hey, listen, they just made a really good decision about dropping uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I still feel bad about that. About, uh, yeah, probably not as bad as him, Matt. <laughs> Next and the headline. last one, finishing off on a real high point. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see what you think of this. Oh, man. Game of Thrones' Peter Dinklage is starring in a Rumpelstiltskin film. <laughs> And I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> Is that a real headline? I'll give you twenty dollars if you could guess which iconic Brothers Grimm character he'll be playing. Uh, he, he's it's playing the baby Rumble Stiltskin. <laughs> Remember how a couple of weeks so ago... So very interested to see how he plays that, quote, imp-like <laughs> creature. Remember how a couple of weeks quote. ago we talked about how Scarlet... I wonder if he'll get shoehorned as, like, the Andy Circus of, like, oh, demonic my... little creatures. <laughs> so, like, so, like, Scarlett Johansson agreed to playing a trans <laughs> man after having been vilified... For playing the Japanese character in Ghost I in mean, the Shell, isn't this, the literal this sounds like of a made-up headline. Yeah, well, I mean, I th- I feel like I feel like if there was actually, you know, how when they were talking, you know, Brothers Grimm era characters are all sure. based on people that probably actually had like genuine deformities. It's like sure. th- it probably was just a, <laughs> a little person, and he Who just had a wanted really a baby. fucking rough life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They were just like, I can write a story and take advantage of this. So, yeah. I don't know. Without getting into any, any hot or water on that little one. So, are there any more details about that film? Um, Patrick Ness is writing the script, and I don't know no. what but else Like a release done. date or anything? Uh, no. Like, literally nothing else. I just saw Jesus that headline and thought, well, that's Christ. too fucking good. 
That's fucking oh, insane. Yeah. All right. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And there's a Coen Brothers Netflix series. Or, I mean, sorry. There was a Coen Brothers <laughs> Netflix series that <laughs> don't, is... Don't break my heart already. There was a Coen Brothers Netflix series called Ballad of Buster Scruggs that is now... <laughs> that's a funny name. That's a classic Coen Brothers thing. Um, that is now being made into a film. So it's going to be a film instead. Which oh, actually, that already exists? I've never heard of it. Or what the, it was, it was be already th- being produced, but it was right, going to okay. be a Netflix series now. It's apparently it's going to be, be a Netflix. big, long 10-hour thing and then well, two well, hours. Yeah, that's either... So that goes one of two ways. That that either means they had definitely not enough content to make a series and they've cut their losses and said, yeah. we'll just make it a movie instead. Yeah. Or, or it's like... I don't know. Or it's, it's the same thing either way. It's just like, we don't have enough content. It's the same thing either way, but it's because they didn't have enough content we're in the they gold, realized that it would yeah. be better as a movie. We're in the golden age of television, man. No one's watching Stranger Things and being like, fuck, this would be better as a movie. Yeah, like, that, yeah, know. exactly. So I, I, I guess maybe that's not a good sign. I don't know. But it'll probably still be, because if it was signed to Netflix, it'll probably still be one of those Netflix, it'll be like, yeah. one of those Netflix exclusive yeah, movies. Exactly. Hopefully, literally in no way else <laughs> like, right? <laughs> But yeah, uh, that right. does it for the news. That's it for the news. Great. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another week on Beef Station. This is episode 11. Mm. If you want to see more of the show, you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash beefstationpod. If you have any suggestions, <laughs> corrections, feedback, or any feedback for the show, you can jump on us on Facebook. Or we have a uh, an email address for those private little messages to what? our little Beef Station account. Yeah. Beefstationpod at gmail.com. Send like, us pics of your butts. Send us pics, pics of, of your butts. Your butt. Send us pixie <laughs> Um Send those to Pat as well. It's O four five. <laughs> Let us tell your friends. Yeah. We're, we're really proud of yeah, this so far. Fun. This episode might have been a bit on the rougher side of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really proud of it. If there are any people you know that you think would enjoy the show, tell them. Let it. Don't let us be a dirty little secret. Um, yeah, actually, uh, sincerely, thank you from the bottom of our hearts about how popular this has been. Because I think we're averaging something like 30 to 50 listeners an episode, which Not is even my mom 30 will to 50 to this times trash. higher than I thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. so genuinely, thank you. But it would also be absolutely awesome if you recommended us to people. Exactly. I know that people have got their bosses listening, which is very concerning. Concerning? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Seriously. They pay your money. <laughs> and on that... Astounding bombshell. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell exactly. your friends. Tell your friends. All right. Then they can um, be our friends. Just give us friends. <laughs> give us friends. I'll be there for you. <laughs> when the rain starts to fall. We have to finish the episode. Yeah, we got to do it. <laughs> I'm Oscar. Andrew. Have a good week. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop 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 coming and they